the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at PastorScott at KKLA.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. And now, here's Pastor Scott. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Pastor Scott Show Hey, the Super Bloom is out there as expected. Are you going to go? Are you going to drive out in the middle of nowhere and uh, to look at the flowers and uh, come back and get crowded? In fact, I uh, I discovered that sometimes people get kind of grumpy. For example, I stopped this morning to see the Super Bloom, and all these people started yelling and honking at me. And I mean, sure, it was in the median of the freeway I took to get here, but the only place I could park was in the carpool lane. But sometimes you have to just stop and smell the poppies. What's wrong with that? Nothing's wrong with that, Arnold. Hey, today is Open Line Friday. That means you can call about anything you'd like. The number is 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. On Fridays, we let you pick the topic or change the subject. Anything you got, Bible questions, something in the news you want to talk about, or you can just keep commenting on the conversation that we are having right now. The number is 888-528-2557. You can also send an email to pastorscott at kkla.com. I want to begin with a, an interesting question for you. Is uh, There is a controversy happening that affects all of us in a certain way, or maybe it doesn't, depending on your perspective, I guess. But should Dianne Feinstein, Senator Dianne Feinstein, resign? She is missing from the Senate, and one of her colleagues on the Democratic side has been asking for her resignation. Ro Khanna, Congressman Ro Khanna, had this to say yesterday. First of all, let me just say this. I have an enormous amount of respect for Senator Dianne Feinstein. She has had an extraordinary career in public service. She's been an icon on issues of gun violence and women's rights. Uh, But it has become painfully obvious to many of us in California that she is no longer able to fulfill her duties. She doesn't have a clear return date. We haven't been able to confirm judges at a time where women's rights and voting rights are under assault. Senator Durbin himself, who's the chair of judiciary, has said that the reason we're not being able to move these judges uh, is because Senator Feinstein isn't there. And so as someone from California, I felt an obligation to say what so many colleagues are saying in private, that the time has come for her to gracefully step down and have a dignified end to a very distinguished political career. This has set off quite a discussion among Democrats in particular because it does matter because her not being able to appear is hindering Democratic agendas in the Congress in particular. They are unable to confirm judges in the Senate. And that's a huge deal. That's one of the things that is, you know, an underlying issue that is maybe long term one of the most important issues politically that I think voters sometimes don't think about is how important it is to that the United States Senate, that whoever controls the Senate, and particularly if they control the Senate and the presidency, 
then they are nominating judges all across the country. And so with Dianne Feinstein, who is only one of actually a few other congresspeople or senators who have not has not been showing up for health reasons. I'll get to that in a second. Um, And, you know, it might be a little bit unfair that they're just picking on her, but she's the oldest. She is 89. She will be in office um, as long as she stays in office until the end of 2024. So she won't really leave office until January 3rd of 2025. That's how long she's going to be in there. She that would make her, what, 91, I guess, uh, maybe 93. Yeah, 91 um, by the time she gets there. And there's another controversy is Ro Khanna, who is the first one to say this. Well, he happens to be a co-campaign manager for Senate candidate Barbara Lee. See, and what would happen is, is if Dianne Feinstein does resign before her term is over, then Governor Newsom will have the opportunity to uh, Governor Newsom will have the opportunity to appoint the successor. Now, think about this. If Governor Newsom gets to appoint the successor. Then all these other people running for Senate, whoever he appoints, that person will very likely be the Democratic nominee, or at least in California where we have our, our screwy primary system. She'll be the top or he will be the top uh, nominee, she or he, um, in California. See, and all these other people who are running for that office, they'll be out. Uh, they could maybe run against that person in California. We, because of our primary system, we tend to have two Democrats running against each other in the general election, and Republicans don't really have uh, a choice uh, or a candidate. Uh, but you see, there's a lot of politics in saying, oh, I think she should resign, and I think it's because maybe the person I'm endorsing uh, would get the nomination from the current governor and therefore not really have to run against other Democrats in a primary. See, there's a lot of politics. And Nancy Pelosi, who is maybe one of the best, most skillful politicians in the country. You know, she didn't become Nancy Pelosi did not become Speaker of the House simply because she was a woman. And they said, oh, let's put a woman up there and get some kind of social credit for that. No, Nancy Pelosi is a politician and is very good at it and and worked for that job. And she really did. She she has dropped out. She's 82, by the way. This is what she had to say in response. It's interesting to me. I don't know what political agendas are at work that are going after Senator Feinstein in that way. I've never seen them go after a man who was sick in the Senate in that way. She went on to say that uh, she, in fact, can vouch for Dianne Feinstein being well because now they live in the same hallway down at the home and she sees her every morning for breakfast. I don't know if that was very nice, but that's <laughs> that's what she went on. To say. No, she makes an interesting point there. I don't I don't see them saying this about a man. And who might she be talking about? Now, Diane Feinstein is the oldest, and she is probably at a stage and age where, honestly, I think she shouldn't be there. What do you think? 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. Should Diane Feinstein quit? What is your opinion? Uh, there's a lot of things going on with age in our government because our our leaders are are way up there. In fact, I was shocked to discover this. According to Newsweek, which is also shockingly still a magazine, Newsweek, the last time, according to Newsweek, the last time all 100 senators were on the floor voting together. How long ago? Wilbert, how long ago would you think it is that it's been that the United States Senate has actually gathered all of them to make a vote? I don't know, Scott, how long? You want to make a guess? How would you guess? What's, uh, what's the guess? Uh, is it over how many decades? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> if I were to say 30, would it be high or low? 30 years, 30 months, 30 days, 30 30, 30 years. Oh, no, no. They, they, we've had, uh, know, we've had more senators here. I mean, we're talking about the same senators 30 years ago. That's maybe the interesting part here. Yeah. The exact same individuals. The United States Senate has not had all 100 senators on the floor voting since August 7th of last year. Oh, no. That's incredible. Yeah, and the thing is in the Senate is in the Senate, in order to vote, you can't vote by proxy. You can't mail it in. You have to be in person. And there are so many senators having problems. This is history's oldest United States Senate. In fact, it's uh, creating a, uh, a controversy that's a pretty big one about this is a new word to me today. Uh, gerontocracy in the government. I guess that means old people in the government. Now, I'm not making fun of you if you're older. I mean, some of you are 80 years old, and uh, you know, you're know you quite uh, quite ready to uh, run for president, just like our current president. Uh, or not. He's not running for president, I think, is what's going to happen. Um, but here's the thing. There have been as many as six at the same time recently, six senators not on the floor because of illness, occasionally family matters and things that happen. Um, but this has been a big deal. Uh, 81-year-old Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell, Republican, who is recovering from a concussion after a fall, and these guys are all falling, right? We're going to have a bunch of broken hips in our government soon. Every time I see President Biden walking across the grass, I'm thinking broken hip. It's coming. And I don't mean it to be funny. It's just life, right? And it's not funny, but it's something that I think we have to recognize. In fact, if you're older, as a pastor, one of the things that I encourage my older members all the time and right now I'm encouraging my parents who are in their 80s in this, uh, in this same thing, is you have to embrace the age that you're actually in. You just have to. I know it doesn't feel good to be older, and it's harder, and I'm getting older. I understand. I completely understand. You know that my 30s, it's just, it's a lot like your 20s, but it's, you move a little slower. And your 40s are a lot like your 30s. It just hurts a lot more. And, but by the time you're in your 50s, you will be hospitalized for something. And that just keeps on going, right? That's just, that's life. And I think we're happier. I think we deal with it when we're smarter. So I always tell people, you know what? When the doctor tells you that you need to use a walker, I know you don't want to. I know it's embarrassing. I get it. I'm sure that I will be embarrassed. But I think the right approach is to use that walker and do it with some flair. You know, get some bright orange tennis balls to put on the front, you know, so it slides really well. And get a bicycle horn, you know, just so you can have it on there. And just... Embrace the fact that you are in your 80s because if you fall, and I know this, I know that you know, the broken hip, some of you have suffered through that. And I think all of us probably know somebody who's had to go through that. You don't want it. And it is worth whatever embarrassment. And by the way, that's all in your head. People who see you aren't looking down on you because you're in a walker. They're not. Uh, there was a man in my church. He was in his 90s, actually. He was 90 years old. He came in the church one morning. And uh, his face was all bloody. And I said, what happened to you? And he had, he had been healed. It wasn't like, but it was a mess. I mean, he looked like he had been in a fight. And I thought, what in the world happened to you? I'm very concerned. And he said that he tripped going into the, uh, the Walmart and uh, fell right on his face. But then he looked at me and he had this great big grin on his face. And he put both arms in the air and he said in a, in a way of a champion, but I didn't break my hip. He was so happy about this. He broke his face, but uh, he knows that because he didn't break his hip, he was in a lot better shape. 
And you know what? He always had his walker after that. But I'll tell you what. So, you know, we're going to have more walkers in the Senate than we've ever seen. Uh, That is coming. 81-year-old Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell recovering from a concussion. He just came back today. He's been out for weeks. Did you know that? Uh, Richard Blumenthal broke his leg last week and had to have surgery. He's 77. Dianne Feinstein is 89, and she is out. Um, John Fetterman, he's only 53, but he's been out almost his entire term, Pennsylvania senator, for depression, but he's been debilitated by a stroke. There's legitimate question about whether or not he can serve at all, whether he's even physically capable of doing anything. So he hasn't even been there. And uh, interestingly enough, Chuck Grassley, who's 135, who did break his hip a couple weeks ago, he has not missed a vote. That guy... He's an Iowa farmer, and he's just like, nope, you got to work. And they they wheel him in there, and he votes. <laughs> he is not taking any time off, but uh, he is uh, he's he's up there, right? He is. Uh, should Diane Feinstein quit? Is that the right thing to do? What do you think? Ro Khanna was uh, defending his position and uh, saying this. The number, by the way, this is the Pastor Scott Show. The number is 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. It's also open line Friday. We'll talk about whatever it is you want to talk about. So you can call for any reason today, 888-528-2557. Ro Khanna, uh, following up and double down on everything he had to say. Here's what he said today. I don't understand why this is actually that controversial a position or why I've taken some heat for it. Well, I agree that the position that she probably should quit if she is not capable of doing the job, which is what people are saying, okay, it's controversial for him because he has endorsed somebody who is running for that seat, and uh, presumably her resignation benefits him personally. Just to clear up why it is that people are kind of people might agree with him generally, but they don't they they understand there is a politic going on here. It's a pretty simple principle. I don't know any job in this country where you can just not show up, have no expectation of returning. And Unless you work at Twitter. And continue to have that job. Uh, Senator Feinstein has had a distinguished public service career, but ultimately she works for the people of California, the largest state, and California deserves a senator who's going to be present uh, at the Judiciary Committee's voting on judicial nominations. And so it is causing quite a bit of a uh, problem because the Democrats in particular can't get votes, but also Republicans aren't able to move things through uh, committees that they would like to go through because of all the absences. And effectively, uh, the United States Senate is not really able to function. Now, they've already been uh, technically out of session for four weeks this year. What is it? It's April uh, 14th and they've been off four weeks. That's not bad. They're not really off. They go back to their uh, they go back to their constituents, you know, or they spend time, you know, in uh, physical therapy. I think for most of them, that's where they have to go. Um, Should she quit or should she stay? I guess the arguments would be, you know, we don't know for sure that she's not capable of doing her job. I think that's what people in both parties seem to be suggesting here, but we don't really know that for sure. People voted for her. Californians have voted for her for a long time. And I'll I'll throw you a, uh, you know, just a compliment to Dianne Feinstein. I don't agree with Dianne Feinstein on a lot, um, but I have had to work at different times with United States senators on behalf of people at church and different things come up, you know, now and then. And, uh, you know, um, Years ago, I had a, a somebody at church with a pretty serious problem. There was a mistake made with her uh, 
I guess green card is what it is. And she was legally here and all of that. But she made a mistake by checking the wrong box at an airport in Atlanta and uh, got sent home to Peru and not allowed to come back. And uh, you got to read those forms, everybody, because anyway, I had to work with Dianne Feinstein's office. And I worked with, at the time, Barbara Boxer was our senator. Remember when it was Barbara Boxer and Dianne Feinstein? We called them Thelma and Louise, which is pretty much who they were. And I'll tell you what, um, Dianne Feinstein's office was super helpful, super helpful. They, they did a great job for her. They were on the ball. They were on it. They communicated well. Uh, it was actually a pleasure working with that office. Barbara Boxer, on the other hand, was the complete opposite in every possible way. But Dianne Feinstein's office, they did a great job. So, you know, um, one thing to say is that she may not be capable of doing her job now, but she has uh, been an effective, one way or the other, an effective senator. And for a lot of the things that, you know, senators do, it's not about uh, left or right wing. It's work like that. It's work for the people. There's a lot of things that go through these offices. And uh, on those matters, Dianne Feinstein has been very competent in my experience. 888-528-2557. 888-528-2557. Desmond, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Where are you calling from, Desmond? Oh, hey, Scott. Uh, Sherman Oaks. Ah, Sherman Oaks. How is it I over there in uh, Sherman Oaks? Not too far away. I just told Mia I love your show. She said it's only been on for about a year. I'd never heard it, and I've been hearing it lately, and I just uh, have fallen in love with it. You are like a... Uh, you're a very good commentator. I really like your show. Well, thank you for listening, Desmond. Appreciate it. Tell your friends. You're smart as a, as a whip. Listen, I had a good thing. I vote Republican, but uh, if I'm allowed, am I allowed to say that on your show? Sure, you are. <laughs> so I vote, for, but I love Diane. You know, I give to Audubon and uh, other organizations, and I constantly send Diane. Uh, things about like the Arctic refuge, protecting the migratory routes, et cetera, et cetera. And she always gets back to me. And, you know, uh, sh- you know, she says that uh, she's backing my cause. So I don't know how many other Democrats would actually do that or per se Republicans. But I can say that much for her that she has uh, stood up for those uh, efforts for our uh, Little uh, little creatures that might not be able to have a voice in the Senate otherwise. You know, she, um, you know, and I don't know if you heard, because right before I took your call, I said the same thing. There's a lot of things I disagree with her on and some big issues. Yes. Um, but she is the senator, and she does have a reputation, and in my experience also working with her, she works hard, and her people get back to you. Um, yes. And that does not always happen. Um, right. There's a lot of senators, both parties, who do a great job, who have a great staff, right, who will write you back and who will do – and it's harder today because people can send an email, send a text. There's so many – you used to have to get out a piece of paper, right, and type it out or write it down and put a stamp on it and mail it. So you got less mail. Now they're flooded with it. Um, yes. But, uh, you know, I think it's it's worth – even if the other party wins and certain things happen that you are opposed to – um, you know, it's it's another level of discussion as to is this person representing the people at all? Right. Uh, and Diane Feinstein, uh, you know, she certainly has her opinions, but she um, on those those issues, she did a good job. She did a really good job. Thank you for listening, Desmond. Thanks for being well, a part God of our. God bless you. God bless your show. Oh, thank you very much. 
All right, 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. It's open line Friday. You can call about anything you want, 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. Do you think that she ought to – I should have asked him this before I, uh, before uh, we ended the call, but uh, do you think she should quit or should she stay on? I guess the argument would be the people voted for her, she should stay in there you know, uh, until she's done. But the other argument is if she's not capable, if she has a staff, I'm sure the staff is putting out statements. Let's let's say that Rokana and other people who are whispering about her condition are correct, and it's not just shingles that's keeping her out, but that she's having you know dementia like an 89-year-old person might have, okay, that she's battling that, and, and we certainly want to uh, pray for her, and maybe we'll do that. Uh, you know, if she's incapable, should she quit? It's a funny thing that Rokana also said. What other jobs do we know about that people can just – not show up and still keep their jobs. Uh, <laughs> I'll bet that you know some jobs. Do you know some jobs that you can just not do your job, but you keep your job? What are some jobs that people can just do? I've been amazed when uh, we talk about the Twitter machine and Elon Musk buying it. I think he fired 80%. Is that right, Wilbert? 80% of the employees at Twitter are gone. Let me verify. Yeah, I want you to verify. It's between 50 and 80%. And nothing really has changed company still running. Like, what were those people doing? And I think we have a lot of that going on in, in companies. Not that I want anybody to lose their job, but you should be working. You know, there should be a reason. There was a story where Elon Musk came in and he saw these two people sitting in the, uh, one of the many cafeterias, apparently they have, which now is where Elon Musk sleeps, apparently, uh, and said, what do you guys do? And they did not even have an answer. They couldn't even describe their job. And he fired them on the spot. That's an interesting – I wonder how often that happens. 888-528-2557. It is Open Line Friday. We'll talk about anything you'd like to talk about today. Do you have a uh, Bible question? Do you have a question about something in the news, something on your mind that you want to share? 888-528-2557. And uh, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to uh, just pray for, pray for the senator. Like her or not, vote for her or not, we're told to pray for our leaders. I'm going to do it. God, thanks for uh, – being with us. Your word tells us to pray for our leaders and whatever the case is with Dianne Feinstein and all of the other senators who are out for health reasons, Republicans and Democrats, we pray for their health. We need them to do their job. There are so many jobs. Obviously, there's big things and things that we are concerned about, Lord, in our country. Um, But your word tells us to pray. So we're praying for their health, but we're praying that maybe through their health problems that they get some perspective on what life is about. And we pray that they vote right, that they change their mind if they are wrong about issues, that they would seek you if they know you or they'd come to know you. And we pray that the, the people who vote in our, in our political offices would repent, they would face you, and that we would be a country that has good leadership, healthy leadership, particularly as we face the potential of war and of recession and the internal strife that we have, much of which is because we don't face you. We pray, Lord, for repentance and for our leaders. In Jesus' name, amen. Pastor Scott Show, 888-528-2557. I'll be back for your calls as the Pastor Scott Show continues on Friday. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at pastorscott at kkla.com. Or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. Now, back to the show. Good to be back with you. It is 
open line Friday of the Pastor Scott Show. We'll take your call on any subject at all, 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. We've been talking about uh, whether or not Dianne Feinstein should resign and the political questions uh, about that, resign because of age-related illness, and one of her colleagues on the Democratic side are some of them are saying that she does not have the capacity to actually do her job, and she hasn't been there for weeks. But one of the things that uh, was asked is, are there jobs, what, what other job do you know where you never have to show up to it? And I thought, you know what, I bet there's a lot of jobs out there <laughs> that you don't have to show up to. And by the way, Wilbert confirmed that 80% of the employees at Twitter have been let go since uh, uh, Elon Musk got there. And the, from the standpoint of the company working, it's working just fine. What I'd like to know is, uh, other than the United States government, which I think the figure would be about the same, what other gr- company could lose 80% of their employees and no one would notice as far as the customers are concerned? 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. Robert in Buena Park, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. I'm doing good, Robert. Speak up, uh, speak right into the phone. I got some background noise coming on there. Okay, yeah, it's because I'm I'm driving and I have the phone on hands free. Uh, you sound uh, great you now. Me as well. All right, well, be careful. Okay, you sound good you. now. All right, thank you. Uh, in retrospect to last week or the week before last, the commercial or the show you were talking about was Perry Mason. That was the black and white show you were playing. Oh, about. that's right. I couldn't remember the I couldn't remember the name of the uh, the lawyer show. Perry Mason. You're right. Yeah, with, with remember. And my question is: Yes, uh, I have a job. Uh, church, I mean, I'll leave the name uh, on, unannounced. But anyway, uh, right now... I'm, you know, I'm, I'm going to put you on hold for, for just a second, Robert. I can't quite hear you. It kind of sound like you're underwater. So I'm going to uh, just put you on hold for just a second and uh, see if this works to bring you back. Uh, say something now, Robert. Get to your question. Okay, uh, nope, I don't hear you too well. Tell you what, uh, I'm going to put you on hold for a minute, and uh, you can either call back or just stay on hold. We'll see if you get a better connection. If you're driving, you just might be going through a zone there. But I appreciate the uh, the Perry Mason thing. I was talking about, I don't remember all the details, but a friend of mine told me that they have been um, watching all of the old Perry Mason programs, um, the old ones. And uh, he and his wife have been watching all of them and just loving them. And and somehow we were having a conversation, I think, last Friday maybe, that um, was just a simple thing, but about how even some of the old TV programs are so good. Their writing is really good, The everything they were able to put together. And, you know, I think it might have been part of a conversation about social media and how it distracts us from so many things. And maybe that's one of the reasons that some of our entertainment is just old stuff rehashed or it's just frankly not very good and not very deep maybe people are just too distracted to to put out better stories my uh my son my oldest son 13 james he's a pretty good he's a pretty funny kid uh and last night we we're having a conversation about you know how to develop a sense of humor and I don't know if you know this, but uh, I used to uh, do some uh, corporate stand-up. I've had a lot of careers, but, uh, you know, and it helped me in the ministry for 25 years. I'll tell you that. Um, I did corporate events, and I did impersonations of politicians and people, uh, news people, and which was great because I could sort of interview myself. And, in fact, I have a video somewhere of myself as Bob Dole. Remember Bob Dole, Senator Bob Dole? He was the Republican uh, presidential candidate in 1996, and the Republican convention was in San Diego. 
And so I dressed up as Bob Dole, and I went down there. Of course, I'm shaking hands with everybody. How you doing, I'm Bob Dole? I know it. You know it. American people know it. And I have a video of some of I'm shaking hands with people. And this, I walked through this line, and this lady turns to the guy next to her, and you hear this on the video. She goes, was that man really Bob Dole? And he says, yeah, you just met Bob Dole. And I thought, it's great. I'm like 25, and I look 75. That's amazing. Uh, anyway, I had that. To, so I was talking to him about, you know, just how important it is to be, if you're going to be funny, never resort to being dirty. It's never resort. You know, there's, there's a lot of comedians out there who are very funny, and they can also be pretty foul. But there's a great, great multitude of comedians who are not that funny. They're just foul. And so people laugh or they drink too much at a club and they think they're funny, but they're not funny. They can't figure out why they don't make it anywhere. And part of it is, is, well, you can't go on The Tonight Show and uh, drop some F-bombs. You've got to be able to have a clean act. You know, you're never going to get a TV show. You can't be on the radio. You can't do other stuff. Somewhere in our country, somewhere in our culture, although it's almost gone, I think, there's still some sense that we need to put ratings on TV and movies and video games and that we somewhere still have a sense that some things aren't appropriate. I know that's going out the window, but that's still there. And, and I said, you know, go, I'm going to introduce you to the old comedians, Jack Benny and, you know, George Burns when he was young and Burns and Allen and some of the old radio and old television comedians. Hilarious. And some of that stuff, Jack Benny's my favorite, my favorite comedian of all time. And he's still funny. It's 100 years old and it's hilarious. That stuff. Anyway, um, that's taking you a long time to figure out how we got to Perry Mason, but uh, somehow that's there. And it's open line Friday, so I can I can go back to that. Uh, 888-528-2557. 888-528-2557 is the number. And uh, we'll take your call on anything you want because it is open line Friday. Bible questions, something about the news, something going on, you can call about that. An interesting... Th- uh, story I read in the news here is that in Pennsylvania, they are in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, police are on the hunt for people behind a diamond dash theft. And what happened is thieves broke into an unmarked trailer left in a Walmart parking lot. I don't know why this is always Walmart, but uh, or maybe I do. This would never happen at a Target parking lot. I don't know why. This only would happen in a Walmart parking lot. The Philadelphia Police Department told CNN uh, that they believe two men uh, made off with two million dimes that was in the back of this truck, approximately $200,000 in dimes. And the dimes were scattered all the way across the parking lot in the main road nearby. How do you steal 200, 2 million dimes? It's got to be heavy, right? It's got to weigh something. And no arrests have been made. So they are looking for uh, people with, with $200,000 of dimes, 2 million dimes. And officials are searching for men who are wearing uh, dark clothes and gray hoodies and driving a white Chrysler 300 with tinted windows and a dark-colored pickup truck in connection. I guess you would need a pickup truck to carry all those dimes. That's what I think. Um, my suggestion is they should search for these men and uh, some conspicuous men who are spending all day at the Coinstar machine at the 7-Eleven. Because that's what <laughs> – you can't just go buy yourself, you know, $200,000 in, in dimes. Anyway, we just live in this crazy world, and there's there's other more important things that we're going to talk about. But but somebody's breaking. How do you even know that this is the truck to break into? And you break into and you go, yay, dimes! You know, I you know two hundred thousand dollars of of dimes. That's a lot of that's a lot of dime rollers. 
that you got. You ever do that? I haven't done that for years. I think it's because you take it to the coin start machine now, right? You just banks won't take your coins. Did you know that? Like we used to, as a kid, we used to roll the coins and deposit them in our uh, little kid bank account, but uh, not they don't take them. Uh, you got to go to the Coinstar machine, and I guess they do something with them. All right. Uh, open line Friday, 888-528-2557. Do you have a job that you don't really need to show up for? Um, 888-528-2557. And maybe that's true in the United States Senate, as we talked about. 888-528-2557. I used to work for a big company called it's called SAIC, and they've broken up into several companies now over time. And uh, there, I'm, I was positive at the time that there were people working there who no longer had a job. At some point, you had a job, right? At some point, they had a job, but that company, big part of it was government contracts, and people's the contracts end, right? But some people are are hired by you know for the contract period, and then your job's over when the contract ends. But other people are employees of the company, and you, they just put you on another contract, right? My theory, because there were always the same people in the cafeteria every single day. And it didn't matter what time you go in that cafeteria. I had to walk through the cafeteria to get to other offices. I was walking through it all day long. And the same people were in there reading newspapers every single day. I never saw them do work. And my theory is that company was so big that somebody just forgot to fire them, that they had a job. But over time, it got sort of dispersed to other people or the contract ended and they never got reassigned. And they just had no job, but somebody forgot to let them go. I'm quite sure. And that, in that company, too, so big, you wrote your own reviews. So you have this whole form and you would review yourself and turn it in, you know, which must have been some entertaining reading uh, for some people. I figured they could just write the review, you know, about, um, you know, how, how the company's doing, how the, uh, the casserole is in the, uh, in the cafeteria. Are there jobs like that out there? I think that I think maybe some people have uh, those jobs. 888-528-2557 is the number. Jackie and Compton, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Thank you, Pastor Scott. Um, I was calling in to um, talk about the movie, Jesus Revolution. I actually won the tickets from your show. Oh, yeah. And I want to thank you for that. Well, I'm glad you got and, to go. What would you think of it? Yes. I went on April 1st. Wow. That movie was so great. And um, my favorite part of that movie is when both of them tell each other, he tells her first, don't get between me and Jesus. And then when he goes to her home and says, you know, I want to marry you, she says, that's fine, but you don't get between me and Jesus. And that was very powerful for me, because in my walk with the Lord, I noticed that when I'm not in church, when I'm not reading my Bible, when I faltered, my life was miserable. Mm. And now I'm walking with the Lord. It's it's like a lifeline. It's something that I need. It, it, it's, I desire it. And um, I'll just tell you a quick story if I, if I can. It's really quick. Real quick. We got to okay. go to a break. Yeah. Okay. Really quick. Um, actually, my converter, my Cadillac converter got stolen from mm. a motorhome. I live in a motorhome. Okay. Okay. And it got stolen and I was very mad. And usually when I'm mad like that, I would like, I don't know, react wrong, but I prayed about it and I realized, you know what, Lord, if I would have came out two seconds later than what I did, something bad could have happened to yeah, me. Yeah, that's true. So I just saw, and I prayed for the people that took it. I said, you know, Lord, they're just lost. That's all it is, and they need you. And I just see that that's 
that's the whole thing. We need God. And yeah. I, my walk with him is just so strong now. And it's beautiful. And well, I just want to share that. Well, I'm glad Thank to hear you. that. And you don't want, uh, you know, our anger to get between us and the Lord, too, right? Exactly. It's uh, Even when exactly. you're justified in your anger. And I had that same thing happen to uh, to me. Stole the catalytic yeah. converter. It's something that goes on. Did you get it replaced, fixed? Not yet, but I'm working on it. Yeah, I it's uh, it's difficult. I'm sorry that's going yes. on with you. Jackie, yes, it's okay. yeah, it's th- fine. thanks for yes. uh, calling Pastor Scott Thank Show. You. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. It's Open Line Friday. You can call about anything you'd like. The number is 888-528-2557. I got to take a break. I see your calls, Patricia and Joshua and others, and we'll take your calls as the Pastor Scott Show continues. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at pastorscott at kkla.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. Now, back to the show. Open line Friday on the Pastor Scott Show. Good to be back with you. The number is 888-528-2557. Give me a call about anything you'd like today, 888-528-2557. Let's go to Joshua in Covina. Welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hey, Joshua. How you doing? I'm good, Joshua. Awesome. It says here that you work for the company that I used to work for. Is that the one that I probably shouldn't have mentioned, but their initials are SAIC. You work for that company now? Uh, no, I don't. I, I've come to realization in 2019, I had my awakening, and I, I had enough, so I had to leave and go do what I was supposed to do for my purpose. But I worked for them for 17 years, and the stories that you told, and I happened to just step in my garage and it sounds so relative, everything I went through that you mentioned, and I was like, wow. I mean, the, the people that work here, it's like, this company is good, but you do your own reviews and online and just the process, it was but it was yeah. a good position. I think a lot of uh, yeah, I think a lot of companies are like that. And actually it's a great company. It's a super it was yes, anyway it when is. I worked there. Great great company. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. What do you what is your calling now? What have you decided is the right job for you? Right now, um entrepreneur, so I've like I said, I've had a awakening and God's purpose, so therefore I have to go out and do for what I need to do and it's weird because I have this uh it's the not what he call, I can't even get the word out now. Uh, uh, incarnated, I believe I was incarnated, and the the process. What my dad was doing before he passed away, he passed away when I was young. But things that he was doing, it's like I'm continuing to to move in his steps to become. I I can't work for a nine to five. And I'm just trying to do big things now, and I'm just like the same process. What do you mean you're incarnated? What does that mean? To, you? to me, yeah, it feels like I have the soul of my father. Oh, and you yeah, do you mean so that like, literally, or you just feel like I'm a lot like my dad? I'm learning that as I get older. I, I believe literally because oh. the things I do, it's like my sisters tell me everything, and I tell her all the stories that's going on and what's happening mm. to me since I had my awakening. And it's just unbelievable. Yeah. And it's like experiences that I've never felt before. Yeah. It's like, well, when, Joshua, when can I, me, yeah, Joshua, yeah. can I just give you some, uh, some advice on that, that you're your own soul. I know it's, it's, yes. I think it's pretty cool to be like your dad and to sort of realize that I see that in myself, but you're, you, he's got his own soul and you've got yours. Right. Yes. 
Yeah, okay. I just want to make sure that that's clear. All right, Joshua, thank you. I understand that. Yeah. All right, good deal. I want to go on to the next call here, Joshua. I appreciate you calling uh, the Pastor Scott Show, and good luck with uh, your endeavors there. And, you know, do what God has called you to do. Focus on Christ and making disciples. And you're your own person. I mean, that's something we all in ways become our parents, right? We can't avoid that in certain ways. But we can look at our parents and go, I don't want that part of them but I want this part of them. And if I'm, as a parent myself, it's funny because I look at my kids and I go, I hope you get this from me, but I hope you get this from your mom and not from me, right? There's parts of my of Christy that I really hope my boys get as far as personality and way they handle things. And there's parts of me, I'm like, you know, I hope you do get that. Uh, and there's really more stuff that I hope you don't, right? We, but we become that, but we're our own people, right? We are each individuals before the Lord and we are accountable to God for ourselves in those ways through Christ. 888-528-2557. Patricia, welcome to the Pastor Scott Hello. Show. Hi, Patricia. Hello. Hi. Hi. Um, can you hear me? Yeah, just speak okay. up a little bit loudly. You're a little bit muffled. Okay. Okay, I'm calling um, because I'm going to do a situation with my family. It's okay. about an inheritance. And oh, okay. I, I, my family is Catholic, but... I would go to church with them, but my mom never taught us anything. So I never really was a Catholic until recently that um, I started um, Jehovah. Je- <laughs> it is hard. Um, Jehovah listens to us. He speaks to us. He, 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 there's signs. He sends these signs and everything. And I, if I have a problem, I, I don't go to church or anything like that. I speak to him because he does listen to us because he knows our heart and our mind and our soul. So... But it's really hard sometimes because it's like, especially when family is really like, like, not right. You said you have a, you have an inheritance problem because of yeah. uh, this. So what's happening? Yes, because um, you see, I'm, I'm the black sheep, and I was never, I was a black sheep. I'm, I'm, I'm an addict. Okay, I'm an addict with priorities, and it's. Hey, uh, Patricia, we can't use that word uh, on the on the radio. Yeah. All right. Hey, uh, Patricia, sorry about that. What, what We uh, lost your call there, but I want to try to answer where I think you were going with that, okay? Uh, you know, it's uh, uh, a couple of things, uh, and you, didn't, you weren't able to get to what's happening with inheritance. I've dealt with a lot of that with people. Inheritance things are, are issues there. And maybe what you were going to say, you said that you were an addict, um, and maybe you're feeling like, and maybe that's part of it. And I know that's it for a lot of it. Maybe you've been left out. You said you're the black sheep of the family, and maybe you've been left out of the will or however that goes. Can I just tell you something? And this is what I want you to, to realize. Life, we all get this one life, and the purpose of life is is ultimately to follow the Lord, to trust God and keep his commandments. And when we trust God, what we have to trust is that we have a Savior, someone who forgives us of our sins, someone who sees us for who we really are and says, I want you to be part of the family, who sees us for who we are, who um, who sees us and says, I want to let you know that I love you, that I care for you, and that I am with you. And I'm not sure what experiences you're having where you feel like you're talking to Jehovah, as you put it. Um, but I want you to know that God is real. I want you to go into your Bible. I want you to find a, a church that teaches from the Bible. And maybe for an addict, go find a recovery group to get into that is Christian, Celebrate Recovery, or a church group that does that, that will point you to Christ and the saving grace of Christ. 
And that's where you need to go. That, you know, whatever happens with your, you know, if somebody died and you're not in the will, there's not, ultimately is not anything you're going to be able to do about that. Um, sometimes people deliberately leave kids out of the will if they're addicts or they've got other things. Sometimes people um, forget. Sometimes wills aren't updated and there's been new births, right? There's all kinds of crazy things that happen and it's not fair. And sometimes it's because that person actually loves you and they think, I can't give you any money because particularly in your case, you got to be honest with yourself. If you inherited a bunch of money, but you're an addict, what would you do with it? And maybe your family loves you. And that's the reason. Um, you know, I'm just talking here because I didn't get the whole story, uh, Patricia, there because um, of that. But I want you to know that you're loved by Christ. And at the end of the day, inheritances from family, they don't matter. And at the end of the day, what matters is whether or not we believe Jesus is Lord, whether or not we believe he died on the cross for our sins, whether or not we understand that every person on earth falls short of the glory of God, whether you're a drug addict or whether you're a thief or whether you are um, some kind of embezzler or maybe you just curse a lot. Maybe you're a good person, maybe you're a bad person, but the scriptures teach something very controversial that nobody actually is good. All of us fall short of the glory of God. And that's the good news of scripture. The gospel is that Jesus died for that. He died for your sins, and he died for mine. And whoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. And my advice to you would be, whatever the circumstances are, is to turn your life to Christ. Get help for your addiction. It is something you need to deal with in a way that is, unfortunately today, not really... um, the the state in the state programs are not helpful because they're not encouraging you to be sober, but you need to be sober. And that help exists. If you're in the LA area, go over to uh, the Union Rescue Mission. If if you are in uh, San Diego, San Diego Rescue Mission, there's lots of really good missions that are gospel-centered. Long Beach has Long Beach Rescue Mission, really good also. Do this. Um, send me an email if you have access, and I can get back to you. The email is Pastor Scott at KKLA.com, Pastor Scott at KKLA.com. All right, uh, friends, this is Open Line Friday. We'll take your call about anything. When we come back, uh, I'm going to start the conversation by talking about uh, what happened in Florida, where Florida passed a new law that restricts abortions to the first six weeks. What do you think about that? How does that affect things politically? We'll start off with that in the next hour. If you want to get the podcast, go to our radio station website, go to keyword Scott, you'll find the podcast, or you can just search for The Pastor Scott Show, now available on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Just search for The Pastor Scott Show. This is Pastor Scott. I'll be back as the Friday edition continues. Stay tuned. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.